He is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Lord hath manifested forth his glory. O come, let us adore him. Christ, our Passover, a sacrifice for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ is risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 22, verses 23 through 32, beginning on page 367. O praise the Lord, ye that fear him. Magnify him, all ye of the seed of Jacob, and fear him, all ye seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the low estate of the poor. He hath not hid his face from him. But when he called unto him, he heard him. My praise is of thee in the great congregation. My vows will I perform in the sight of them that fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. They that seek after the Lord shall praise him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember themselves and be turned unto the Lord. And all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before him. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he is the governor among nations. All such as be fat upon earth have eaten and worshipped. All they that go down into the dust shall kneel before him, and no man hath quickened his own soul. My seed shall serve him, they shall be counted unto the Lord for a generation. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness, unto a people that shall be born, whom the Lord hath made. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the fifteenth chapter of the book of Exodus. <clears throat> then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord, and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he hath, has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has cast into the sea. 
His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank to the bottom like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. And in the greatness of your excellence, you have overthrown those who rose against you. You sent forth your wrath, which consumed them like stubble. And with the blast of your nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright like a heap, and the depths congealed in the heart of the sea. Enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My desire shall be satisfied on them. I will draw my sword, my hand shall destroy them. You blew with your wind, the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? You stretched out your right hand, the earth swallowed them. You and your mercy have led forth the people whom you have redeemed, and you have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. The people will hear and be afraid. Sorrow will take hold hold of the inhabitants of Palestina. Then the chiefs of Edom will be dismayed. The mighty men of Moab, trembling, will take hold of them. All the inhabitants of Canaan will melt away. Fear and dread will fall on them. By the greatness of your arm, they will be as still as stone, as a, as a stone, till your people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over whom you have purchased. You will bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which you have made, for your own dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. For the horses of Pharaoh went with his chariots and his horsemen into the sea, and the Lord brought back the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. Here endeth the first lesson. We praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only son, also the Holy Ghost, the comforter. Thou art the king of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting son of the father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, Thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine heritage. Govern them, and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, 
and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Thou safe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, that me never be confounded. Here begins the ninth verse of the second chapter of the book of Hebrews. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him, for whom all are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the author of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the congregation I will sing praise to you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I and the children whom God has, has given me. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore in all things he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Here ends the second lesson. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and has made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb for ever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, then in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. 
O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty Father, who has given thine only Son to die for our sins and to rise again for our justification, grant us so to put away the leaven of malice and wickedness, that we may always serve thee in pureness of living and truth, through the merits of the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, of all assaults of our enemies that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither unto any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. We have in Exodus today the uh, sort of hymn of praise on the other side of the Red Sea, the the, the song of victory, and it, it highlights in this in this um, praising of what God has done something that maybe we need to think about a little bit is just that it's it's praising an historical event that God has entered into the history of a particular nation and saved it from slavery in one nation, brought it out and, and, and set it free. And so um, this distinguishes biblical religion from other kinds of religion and, and the um, essential distinction in sort of historical terms would be between the sort of historical biblical religion and what we would call sort of Gnostic religion. Uh, for example, um, you know, some of the great, uh, you know, the other uh, great world religion like Islam is not really rooted in a historical narrative. There was a guy named Muhammad, but he didn't, um, God didn't intervene to save someone in a way that changed world history. It, there was sort of a subjective revelation, even, for example, Mormonism is the same way, where one guy saw something and there are certain things that accrue to that out of what they say. But biblical religion is God intervened to save a, a, a people from slavery. And we talked in the typology, of course, this moves forward to the second great historical act of God, uh, which is the cross and resurrection of Jesus. That is, God um, led Israel from the slavery through the Red Sea into freedom. So Jesus... Um, as Hebrews says, he he took on our nature uh, to, to 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 destroy the the enemy, which was not Egypt but the evil one, and he fought that battle by dying a human death, descending into the realm of the dead, and conquering death itself, and rising on Easter Sunday in victory. And this typology for us, you know, follows the Exodus typology. But we, we need to remember that this is an historical fact of human history. Um, and so it's it, it's sometimes Christian faith is is reduced to this idea of, um, you know, I, I had the subjective faith in Jesus. I think I'll be saved from, you know, die and go to heaven and that kind of stuff. And it 
that's to minimize what what we really we really believe that God has entered human history and and actually changed it. Before the cross and resurrection of Jesus, people were captive to sin and death. Now, through through His life work, He's He's actually conquered death. Death and and so we share in that the other historical. Um, so those are great acts of the Exodus and the cross, but the historical connection of our lives to those is baptism. That's why the date of our baptisms is significant. We we were um, baptized on a certain day, and a certain day the, the water poured over us is a sign of the gift of the Spirit that freed us from captivity. And now we are in this new story of what God has done in history, what God is doing, and what God will do. And this is this is also the I think the importance of our, of Eucharistic celebration that we come. It's why the sacrament is an objective thing. It it brings an historical uh, work of God into the present moment and connects it with our real lives right now. It's not just this subjective idea. Oh, I I'm going to church to feel good today. It's you know I'm, I've I've been saved from this thing. I'm now entering again into the into this reality, receiving the food that God has provided for the life I have, which is eternal. It's a real thing. It's not it's not a matter of whether you whether you believe it or not. It is Mother Teresa once said uh, uh, about in a sermon I read. It, it doesn't matter what you believe. It is like that. You you can reject it and not harmonize your life with it but it, it's a reality and so we so it, it kind of leads to something uh, the, the point uh, maybe a concluding point for today is that um, so this exodus celebration is one of unbridled just joy and celebration as God set them free and we we've noted that they will go on to the wilderness and and some of that joy and celebration will turn into grumbling um, but we, in the light of the fulfillment of the Exodus and the cross and resurrection of Jesus and our own connection with it through the gift of the Spirit and baptism, live in a state of perpetual joy and celebration um, that carries on in the midst of suffering. And this is what um, Hebrews particularly highlights is, is this early Christian community is suffering, but it's already participating in the new life of the new creation, the kingdom of God, and therefore joy in the midst of suffering is the characteristic Christian posture. And this is not, um, the more we uh, perceive the reality of things, the historical reality of what God has done, what God is doing, what God will do, the more our perspective will be this kind of peace and joy in the midst of suffering. It's not a matter of, hey, cheer up, you know, God's here. and It's, it's that our, we really have eternal life. We live in Christ. He's destroyed him who has the power of death, the devil, and set us free. And we, we have a life that doesn't end. And we're and all of our life now is determined by that historical reality. So it changes the way we look at the challenges we have at work, in family, in life, and health. We have suffering, but because Christ is with us in that, all those things are are furthering God's work in us towards the telos of the kingdom, the resurrection, and the life of the world to come. 
And when we see that, we will always be able to give thanks, not as a matter of positive thinking, but just recognize in the historical truth that Christ is risen. We are alive in him, and though we will die, yet we will live. And so nothing can conquer this. And, and this is an attitude we have to cultivate. We talk about an Eastertide rule of, of um, practicing thanksgiving. Practicing remembering, oh, that's right, I have a life that's never going to end. I have a, God is with me in all things. And we have to remind ourselves of that because we're distracted by the worldly narrative. The focus is so much on all the bad things going on in the world. And because it doesn't see, just as, as it doesn't, as, no, as it was not, see how the cross led to Easter. So it doesn't see how God is working in the midst of this in our lives to, to, to redeem the world, uh, but we know that, and that's our life for prayer, to enter more fully into that, and Easter tide's a time to do that, to, in the midst of whatever we're facing, to cultivate the attitude of thanksgiving and celebration for the fact that Christ is always with us in it, and we've already won the great victory in him. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of the gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed, and grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy, in the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Wednesday.
Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Thank you. Thank you. Father John. Have a wonderful day, bye. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you. <laughs>